Hello, welcome to another episode of Unpacking Neuroqueerness. This is your host, George Winnie's Guns. In this episode, I wanted to talk about the term Aspie supremacy. I wanted to talk about what it means. Um, so Aspie supremacy is a term that we use in the autistic community. And what it refers to is when low support needs autistics formerly known as Aspies, or, you know, some still identify as Aspies, um, because we used to have the diagnosis, and a lot of us, um, were diagnosed originally with Asperger's Syndrome. Asperger's Syndrome is no longer in the DSM. I explained that at length in episode 20. Um, anyways, it, um, Aspie supremacy is when low support needs autistic to speak over higher support needs autistics um, and they speak on behalf of the whole community but without acknowledging intersectionality and different experiences of autism. Um, a young black female will have a very different experience of autism with their own autism than a older white male. And there are privileges that the older white male will have that the younger black female will not. And um, it's important to acknowledge all of those things. You know, this can exist, this intersectionality can exist within the autistic community. Even though we are all marginalized because we are disabled, there are different levels of marginalization within that community there there is a more marginalized part of the community and there is a more privileged part of the community um anyways um a lot of times uh lower support needs folks when they're advocating for the causes that a lot of us agree on um, they tend to, and, you know, I, I confess that in the early days of my advocacy, um, and maybe, you know, every once in a while I'll still slip because a lot of this is just very ingrained in us. Um, but in the early days of my advocacy, I would sometimes, the way I would talk about things, I would, um generalize it too much I would say things in a way that came across that every autistic person would think like this or would agree or like wants to use this language or these terms um and I've been a lot better more recently about saying mo um many autistics or some autistics but not all autistics and acknowledging that you know this this experience and I, I acknowledge in the intro for this podcast as well um in the description that this experience um the exp everyone has their own different experience with autism and their own flavor of autism and their own ways of how it affects them. So it's very important to always be mindful of that. And, you know, you 
of course, there's nothing wrong with every autistic person out there, no matter who it is, with, with me and, you know, who, whoever else expressing their experience with autism and their views and everyone should be heard, but always in the context of this is how I think and a lot of times I know as a fact it is how a lot of other autistics feel as well. A lot of the stuff I, I talk about and I advocate here is how a lot of autistic people feel. Um, but there will be always be in any community there will be differing opinions. So there will be autistics that don't agree and I try to always um, emphasize that but a lot of times that doesn't get emphasized enough and so um, people engage in what uh, unfortunately engage in what we call Aspie supremacy where they speak over where they think where they decide that things have to be this language has to be like this the terms have to be like this and if you don't use these terms you're um, offending the community and you're, you know, an ableist and this and that. Um, so, so that's, that's part of where, where that term comes from. Um, it, there's also, um, there's, there are some folks that tend to make this whole thing a war against neurotypicals and like, oh, we're going to take over neurotypicals and this and that. And, you see, I want to acknowledge that I understand where that comes from. It is a trauma response of being mistreated by neurotypicals throughout our lives. Um, and, you know, it's, it's like I've even caught myself having these thoughts in the past. Like, oh, you know, we should take over neurotypicals and call them disordered. But then I realized, you know, that's that really wouldn't be getting us anywhere. That's, you know, keeping division. It's like maybe flipping the, um, the scenario, but it's still divided. And we don't, we shouldn't have division, you know. Like the whole point is that neurotypicals and autistic people can better understand each other both ways instead of just forcing autistic people to understand neurotypicals and then you know we we can thrive more as a society but um you know a lot of times there's this it, it things get twisted into this narrative of oh let's it's a war against neurotypicals and that can also be considered aspie supremacy and i try my best to not engage in any of this rhetoric, even though I, in the early days of my advocacy, I might have a little bit, um, when I first started my Instagram page, this was before I had my blog and my podcast, and I'm grateful that now I'm a lot more aware of, uh, the intersectionality within the community, and, being mindful to not speak for everybody um, and understanding some how, how there can be extremism 
even within this community and it even though it comes from a trauma response and it's a, a valid thing for, for people to feel, it can harm the community if it's spread out there because then if you make it a war, if you if neurotypicals if you if you if neurotypicals hear that you're making it a war against them, they're more likely to get defensive and no one's gonna work together and no one's gonna understand each other. So there's no point to that. Um, and But I will say, I think it is important for neurotypicals to acknowledge that they have neurotypical able-bodied privilege and their neurotype has not been kind to autistics for a long time. And so they need to support us and help us advocate for a more accommodating society. And the, you know, the end of eugenics research and harmful conversion therapies that force us to mask our autistic traits and behave like neurotypicals so we can fit this neurotypical society. Whereas, you see, what we really need is society to accommodate us, society to change in a way that will help us, like quiet hours at supermarkets for people with sensory overload, like that, you know, see, that would be just a game changer. So, you know, Johnny's parents don't have to worry so much about him when he grows up instead of being like, oh, how can we eliminate Johnny's disability? Let's just make the supermarket more accommodating so Johnny doesn't have to have a meltdown when he goes to the market. See, that's that's the whole thing. That's what I'm what I'm getting to. But anyways, I uh, hope you enjoyed this episode. Uh, I know it was a little bit, um, you know, all over the place, but sometimes it's like that. Um, so I hope you enjoyed it, and I'll see you next time.